Webble with a cup of joe coming to you straight from Andrews America where we talk about small living and living that beautiful American dream. And welcome back, all you podcast fanatics. We appreciate you joining in once again here. And we are on episode five of Webble here with a cup of Joe. Joe, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. It's been a pretty good week. Um, I've been moving. You've been moving? I've been moving. What, what you been moving? i just moving all kinds of stuff. Moving oil, moving pipe. <laughs> all kinds of moving, huh? Well, man, I'll tell you what, I, I had a pretty good weekend myself. Uh, I did, uh, we, we got a little bit of golf in. It was hot, very hot. We did, of course, have another increase of the pandemic here, the COVID-19, so to say, here in Andrews, America. But everybody is still safe and sound in, in our part of the field and our part of the family and stuff. And So I uh, did do that, did uh, relax a little bit on Sunday. We had a good turnout with our podcast uh, with Emar. Eric Martinez, I'm telling you, everybody enjoyed hearing his his uh, side of life and, and everything, and uh, we will continue to bounce that quarter off of his ass to see if it goes. We're going to move up into a silver dollar next <laughs> and see if it gets stronger as ever. But today we've got a very special guest with us today, and 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 our, we're going to start over the episode five here, and we're going to get a little bit more formal, a little bit more, uh, I guess you could say, family. Family life, I guess you could family oriented. Family oriented, to be more exact and stuff. So, what what better way than to just get right into it here with Webber with a cup of Joe, and we'll just go ahead and uh, announce him, Mister Eric Coco Payadas is in the house today. We appreciate you coming in, Eric Coco. How are you today, buddy? I'm doing great. Great. Doing great. Life is good. Life is good for Mr. Coco Payadas, and, and we all know him by Coco. Coco's been in our lives for far too long. Far too long, I would say. <laughs> I would say he is a, he is a great, a great human being. He is a great human being. I'm just kidding about him being in our life too long. <laughs> all I know is that all I know is that for a fact that you and I being in his life has been the greatest thing that's ever happened to him. Yeah, I, I would say that. I would say that for Mr. Coco Payadas, he does enjoy to see. Joe and Webble together, you know, doing the things that we are doing, and, and I'm sure he's surprised and, and happy just to be on this show today. Hopefully, he will get a lot of listeners and a lot of followers, and we'll, we'll put up all the links and stuff, and definitely you can listen to his side and and uh, definitely follow him and, and, and his story and what we have to do today and, and say, uh, I guess, tell his story and what have you. So, Mr. Eric Cucopayatis, we're just going to forget, we're just, we'll just start off with your, with your life here and we know you're not born and raised here in Andrews, America. You come from a small town called Marfa, Texas. Marfa, Texas. Marfa, Texas. I've never heard the Texas at the end of Marfa. I haven't. If, if, if you were to say Marfa, we know the great Theo would come out and say Marfa, California. Marfa, California. The great Theo. The great Theo would come out with Marfa, California. But Theo's not here today, so we're just going to keep it Marfa, Texas. But a shout out to Texas. To Mr. Vito Trevino out there as he continues his life and his love life. His love life? Yes, definitely his love life. And hopefully he continues to apply for that uh, platinum membership of AARP. But Coco, if I'm not mistaken, you're not originally born in Marfa, right? Where were you born? No, no, I was born in Abilene, Texas. Abilene, Texas? Abilene, Texas. Couldn't be more um, different than 
Marfa, Texas. You know, that was a, that's a complete difference. Very different. That's a very different feel. Abilene. So, yeah. what year were you born, Coco? I was born in 1980. 1980? That's a great year. February 1st, 1980. February 1st. So he's a February. That's right. He's a he's February. He's 40 years old. That is 40. 40. 40 years old. It's glorious. Glorious. Coco? People don't believe it, but yeah. No, I don't believe it, man. You, you definitely look 39. No, I... <laughs> <laughs> he definitely does look 39. I'm telling you. Mr. Eric, I'm out of here. So you were born. You were born, <laughs> you were born in Abilene. When did you? What, when did you uh, take the move to to Marfa? Well, I didn't take the move. My dad did. Okay, your dad did. But uh, you know, being nine years old, you got to go. You got to go. You got to so go. So 19, 1989, moved to Marfa, Texas. Really? What? Back then, Marfa, Texas would not be considered Marfa, California by any means. No. No. no not I'm, one I'm, bit. You know, even back not then, I'm bit. sure, oh, as well, a lot of you podcast listeners. Have heard of Marfa? We've had Marfa has grown touristic as far as like the, the the people that go and visit there. The town is still pretty small. Oh yeah. I mean, we've been there. I've been there twice. Um, went to go play in their glorious golf course. Yes. Nine hole course, and uh, you just don't know who you're going to run into. Can you give us some examples of some of the people that you find into Marfa, Texas? Uh, well, bring uh, Ben Crenshaw was playing there about I guess about six months ago. He was there. Yeah. He's played there. You'll see Lance Armstrong there once or twice before I've heard really? playing the course. Yeah. I mean, if, if I'm not mistaken, Lots of different <clears throat> if I'm not mistaken, we were there one night. We went to a restaurant, and uh, you were telling me just the week before was like one of the best uh, law- defense lawyers in the entire country. I can't remember who oh, you told yeah, me. Oh, yeah, his name's Dick DeGaron. Yeah, really? he said he's yeah. just a regular there. Just a regular. Just a regular, really? yeah. So I mean, he, he defended uh, David Koresh. David really? Koresh at Waco. Waco. Mm. Waco wow. hostage. I don't know if you, have you ever seen that uh, that uh, documentary on Netflix? That was actually kind no, of interesting. I've seen on that. It's on Netflix. Yeah. I keep skipping it, though. Yeah. You know, it, it's, it's pretty interesting, the, the whole Koresh story and stuff. If you baby boomers, I guess, about out there, Gen X is who were considered. Uh have ever heard of the the whole Waco story and stuff it is quite different to watch it on Netflix it does give it more of uh, actually putting you with Carisha's side rather than the FBI side wow. so it kind of, it's, it's, that's it's pretty interesting, interesting. I'm going to have to hit that Definitely, up on Netflix definitely. so you went to Marfa, Texas and of course like I said uh, I was telling you guys there's been a lot of famous people that go there consistent and it's just I guess a hidden gym yeah, yeah, but it's not it's not so hidden anymore um if I'm not mistaken, it's hard to it's hard to live there if you're gonna be a regular job like a teacher or just anything like that. I know the taxes have gone up crazy there. Uh, I'm sure it's ridiculous. Just because it's been such a big tourist town and stuff. Yeah. So you, yeah. you you went to Marfa. How many years did you go to, to school there in, in Marfa, Texas? From third grade up until twelfth. So you graduated, graduated from Marfa. Graduated wow. from high school. Mm-hmm. Small school. So I mean that yeah. that 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 short horn blood runs through you through and through. Yeah. Yeah. There it is. He's still living there. I can see the pride from our and that's the thing. I'm not a big raw, raw type of guy. No, but I mean, I mean, but that's the thing. Like us from being from Andrews, you can go anywhere, and if you mention Andrews, Texas, and people, if if they've heard about it, which I want to say, Marfa's probably more popular than Andrews, yes. just because of the, you know, the people who go and visit there. Right. Andrews really isn't a touristy place, but uh, if somebody knows about Andrews and they met somebody from Andrews, you're going to tell you, oh. Are you just as proud of Andrews as the other person? Andrews is, pr- if you're from Andrews, you're pretty proud of it. I think that goes along with Marfa as well. If, you, if you're born there, you live there, you're pretty much a well, diehard Marfa. It's most any place you're from, any small town. You think so? Oh, yeah. You think it's a small town feel? So it's a small town thing. 
And that's yeah, that's why town. we're promoting the small town America small right town now. America, there you go. I, I think mean, everyone's proud to be where they're from, for the most part. Definitely, for the most part. You know, it, it, and it is different. It, it's so different. And here in Texas, we go by hours. We're to get anywhere. So I mean, if we wouldn't say you know Marfa's a certain amount of miles. Marfa's how far of a drive from here? It's so, about three hours. About three hours. Unless you're driving with Theo. How long was that drive? Uh, two and fifteen. I guess. Yes, <laughs> yes, Mr. Vito does have a heavy lead foot and does put the pedal to the metal. So, or it could be three and a half if you have a little girl with you too. There yeah. you go. Sometimes yeah. four. Sometimes <laughs> it just depends. That is true. So you you, you graduated high school, Marfa, Texas, mm-hmm. and you decided to extend your career and uh, go to college. Where did you end up stepping college? I went to Solas. You right, went to uh, twenty five, twenty six miles. From Marfa, Texas. Really? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a small that's town a, guy. That's impressive. Our, no, our buddy Emar went there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Emar, I really had no uh, no desire to. Growing up, there was always those kids that just couldn't wait to leave their hometown, and you know, I wasn't that one of those guys. Yeah. I knew, but that was in a good place. And yeah. I knew that if I was there, I'd have the support of my parents to, you know, to take care of me during those years that you're 18 and 19 and 20 years old. You yeah. Know? So I knew, yeah. you know. That was my thing, so I had no 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 intention of ever leaving yeah. and going far far away from architecture. So going down to, to Alpine, Texas, you, you you went to school for uh, education. Mm-hmm. And what what made you decide to pick education? Why why education as far as and, and give me are you primary secondary? Give us more or less the the. Well, I'm I'm uh, I'm licensed to teach uh, anywhere from. Early childhood, which would be kindergarten to the sixth grade. Wow. Yeah, yeah. No, it was just. Uh, I remember one time I was I was in high school and we had a uh, a student teacher that was teaching at the, at the high school. Mm-hmm. And uh, actually, no, take it back. No, let me phrase that. He was teaching. He was a student teacher at a kindergarten classroom, and he was he's this big old guy, a football player from Soros. And uh, I was in high school, and of course, we all shared a campus. That's how small it is. High school was on one side and it was separated by a set of tennis courts and basketball courts and then there you had your kindergarten through oh, wow. grade school. Mm-hmm. So we're all on one big old campus. Mm-hmm. And I saw this guy and he was teaching kindergarten, you know, big old guy. And I never seen I never seen anybody other than a female teaching at that kindergarten level. Right. His name was Ruben Trigo. He was a good friend of mine and even a good friend of Jack Reese, which you all know by Sandusky. Yes. Mr. Sandusky yeah, himself. Shout Sandusky. out to Sandusky. It caught my eye. I said, wow, I wouldn't mind doing something different myself. You know, growing up in Marfa, I was never around the oil field or, or anything like that. I always make a joke that I come from a long line of non-oil field workers. <laughs> <laughs> because being from Marfa, there's no yeah. oil field activity there. Right. And in Abilene, you know, it's from from as well. None of my uncles were, were in that or family members so mm-hmm. you know uh, it caught my eye to see someone doing that you know being a teacher and a male and you know, just, I was attracted to it yeah and then uh, Coach Reese also told me he's like you should get into it he's like you'll get a job real easily he was my coach back in the day yeah. back in 97 Mr. Sandusky himself yeah and then I was like well you know I could be a teacher and then maybe one day be a principal and superintendent and I just haven't pulled the trigger on those last two yet yeah I'm kind of nervous about it because right now school's just it's getting kind of messy. It is. It is. Kind of it is getting kind of messy. And, and parents and uh, students. And, and we'll, we'll kind of get into yeah. that as well. It, 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 you know, you, you mentioned it is getting kind of messy. I did hear 
Uh, I read a couple of things. I don't know if it's a state government thing. I don't know if it's a whole cross America type thing. I did hear that they were going to give uh, the, the parents opportunity to keep the kids at home or send them off to school this coming season. So, uh, this coming I'm willing to bet that they're going to get sent off to school. I, I, I would hope that they would. Um, I would hope that they would because uh, it's it's tough. We've heard the stories and seen it on Facebook how tough it is to even do uh, homeschooling and stuff, and, and especially if two parents work at the same time and, and do that. And plus, you know, we, we, we really do appreciate our teachers that are out there. And Joe, being a former teacher himself, uh, does understand what what work it does entail and stuff to be to being a teacher and what it is through that school year. So it is very very important that we do keep the our educators out there to to keep the the kids in line. Uh, so in high school, you it was this was actually in high school you decided basically your career path, which is really really a good deal because a lot of people yeah we went to colleges to go mess around yeah. and, and, and figure out what we're gonna do yeah I well mean, I, I started off as a business major. You look at me. It's I a- try not to. <laughs> <laughs> you look at me. I went to school for 10 years. I should have been a doctor, you know, and I wasn't. And I still pulled out with my bachelor's in business. And uh, so, you know, I, you know, congratulations to you on that. And, of course, that's always a big accomplishment but and that's, stuff. That's one thing that I'll say about Coco is, no, you know, no, we, knew, we knew him. We got to know him after, you know, college and all that. He's already a teacher. But he's always been just pretty straight laced, pretty, he knows what he wants, he knows what he's pursuing. Um, while on the other hand, like I said, I started off in business, went to kinesiology, ended up becoming a teacher, and I'm in the oil field. So now, I'm all over the place. Yeah, you, a podcast here in Angus, you, Texas, in you, my mother's basement. There you go. You can change uh, just consistently as you change your underwear. So, we look. <laughs> and my a, wife thanks me for that. <laughs> <laughs> so, we look at the cocoa as far as uh, uh, you go into college. You basically get your degree. Yeah. And where, where did you go after that? Where was your first year teaching? I went to uh, Presidio, Texas. Presidio, Presidio Texas. Texas? You proceeded to go farther down south. 60 miles uh, south of Marfa on the Mexican, on Mexican border. Wow. And, how many, my life forever. and was that a good thing or a bad thing? That was a good thing. Yeah? It opened up my eyes. Okay. Well, because I was going to say, I was gonna say you know, definitely opened up your eyes as we know. Well, what kind, to what kind of, now that's intriguing. Yeah. So what kind of things did it open up your eyes to? I, you know, that's when you, that's the first time I started seeing that, you know, families do struggle. Yeah. There are kids that are uh, disadvantaged and you know, a lot of it comes from just their surroundings, their environment. Yeah, that's a great point so, there. Um, yeah, it's a real eye because, you know, when I was a kid, I never, I never knew what it was like to struggle. Nothing, you know, never had to hear, well, not now, or yeah. let's wait till payday, or nothing like that. So when you go and you start seeing these kids and, you know, that's when you realize, hey, you know, I had it pretty darn good. Yeah. So it's an eye I mean, I can speak for myself. I mean, I definitely was never hungry. Um, I was pretty spoiled. As a child, if I wanted something, I got it. Nintendo, yeah. video games, Mike Tyson's punch mm-hmm. out. I still remember that. Yeah. You know, but uh, definitely, not, I'm with you. Like, there's certain parts in your life that you actually see and you, you, you realize that, wow, I didn't know I was this sheltered. Yeah. I didn't know I was this confined to such a good life. I, mm-hmm. I'm going to tell a quick story. I went to Mexico City back when I was 30, I guess it was about nine years ago, maybe 10 years ago. Went to Mexico City with my cousin Josefat, and uh, he was doing some missionary work back then. We decided to go to Mexico City, and uh, 
start spreading the word. I was there for more touristy stuff. You know, I wasn't there to, he was just there. I happened to just go bunk with him. And uh, we came across this family. It was pouring down rain and it was on the side of the street. It was literally cardboard box. And it was a husband, a wife, and a child. And they were in there. And that was like their home. And, uh, I mean, that just opened up my eyes to the, wor- the world we live in. I mean, it, you don't think, you think it's so far away. You think it's in other countries. But then you come home and you all of a sudden, because you've seen that, you do recognize it when you, you know, it may not be a cardboard box, but you can see a rundown trailer where they have cardboards for their windowsills or where they got holes in the, in the roof and, I mean, so when I was a teacher, obviously, your eyes get opened up to that. So I can relate to what Coco was saying there. Cusico County is the poorest county in Texas. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and... and, It's always been that way. And and, and people think that doesn't happen in America. Oh. And Marfa's actually in Presidio County. Yeah. And so, once again, how how far is Presidio from, you say, the Mexican border? Oh, you'd be there in five minutes. I used to go there almost every single day. Yeah. Whether it was to pick up medicine or, or the dry cleaners or... Go get a bite to eat. I mean, I was so comfortable. I wouldn't go by myself without anybody with me. Just cross over. I get a bite to eat as if I was going to get a bite to eat here at Taco Bell. Yeah. And I'd be right back home within an hour. Yeah. Just like, uh, well, back in the day when we were able to use it, even six months ago, maybe 10 months ago, we were able to do that. Of course, we can't do that now. There's so much restrictions going on. But uh, so you were, your eyes were opened. Um, obviously gave you a whole new perspective on life um, and how you handle things. Uh, and you were only, how old were you, 20? I was 23 years old. I was a kid. 23 years old. Kid, yeah. And what grade were you teaching there? What I did you get? teaching fourth grade. So I was teaching kids who were 10 years old. 10 years old. Huh? So you do the math. I wasn't, I wasn't a whole lot older than this kid. Yeah. Wow. I can't imagine. I don't know. Y'all two are teachers. I, I was 13 years older than most of those kids. And when you hear a kid tell you when you're 23 years old, hey, man, I'm going to shoot my dad. That's a... Yeah, that's definitely... Ooh, yeah. You don't know how to respond to that. Yeah. Man. And I'm sure that... I mean, y'all have y'all have tons of stories to say, both of y'all being you know, ex-teacher and a current teacher right now. But I, I can't... I mean, I've comprehended that being being a coach, just helping on the rec, you know, level and stuff. But I've never, you know, y'all are there almost every day of their kids' lives for, you know, the whole school year. And uh, so you, I'm sure you have tons of stories. Well, I'm pretty sure Coco can relate. Pretty much when those kids come to your classroom and you start spending that much time, they start becoming yours. Yeah. I mean, you're going to defend them. You're going to, you're going to discipline as if they were your kids. I mean, so, mm-hmm. but yeah, most definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So how long, so how long did you stay in Presidio? I was there for... It's about seven or eight years, more or less. Wow, that is quite a I bit. A better part of eight years. Yeah. Uh-huh. And yeah. and then you decided to go after Pursuito. You went we to. We went to Pecos, Texas for a whole for one whole year. And I'm gonna throw it in. When did you meet your wife? Was it in I between that time? My wife, my one of my last in the second to last year of Pursuito. Really? Mm-hmm. And where was she at at the time? Was she teaching there? Or she what was, she? was in. Yeah, she moved there to teach. She was from El Paso. Went to school at Sol Ross and moved to Presidio. So did you even know her during the Sol Ross? No, oh no, she's younger than I am. Okay. She's eight years younger than I am. Yeah. So I was I was in high school, she was probably still a junior. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to do the maybe, math on that, you want to do the, he is a math teacher. We're a big gap. Yeah. That's a big gap. No, I was yeah. Needless was, to say, she wasn't his freshman. No, yeah. No, yeah. That's, I was in Presidio. She was still probably a junior. Yeah. My first year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. There you go. 
Well, that's awesome. So that's when you met her when you were last year in Presidio. Mm-hmm. Well, it's just clear this up. She was in El Paso, not Presidio. This is not one of his ex-students. Yes. Yeah. 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 She taught second grade. <laughs> she taught second grade. She taught second grade. And so you decided to move to Pecos. And did y'all get married at the time that you weren't in Presidio? Or did y'all, no, or did she stay in Presidio you went to Pecos? No, we both went to Pecos. Okay. We both went to Pecos uh, for one year. I knew I was a composter. So we both went ahead and went to Pecos for mm-hmm. that one year. And then... Uh, we actually got married while we were in Andrews. Yeah. Which was, we'll get to that, I guess, yeah. that later in the story. But yeah, when you're in Pecos. How was that? I mean, you you go from Presidio to Pecos. I mean, that's like, uh, when I visualize yeah. Pecos, Pe- we all know Pecos is cantaloupes. That's what that's what Pecos. I think with you listeners out there, yeah, Pecos I, cantaloupes. But yeah. if you've ever been to Pecos, <laughs> well, it's caliche, potholes. <laughs> oil filled trucks. That's that in El, El Gato Grande. Remember El Gato from Pecos, Texas? <laughs> yes, El Gato. El Gato. I won't ever forget that. I in football when I went head on with that guy, we both hit pretty hard and stumbled back about four steps and looked at each other and then he kept on running and I was still dazed. So yeah. <laughs> I won't forget about Mr. El Gato from Pecos. So you went to Pegas, you taught there, and what grade did you teach in? It was fourth grade. You, t- you fourth taught grade, fourth grade as well? Yeah. Math and science. Math and science. Now, going back to that real quick, do you have to specialize in math or si- in, in a certain thing, or are you just considered a fourth grade teacher? Back then, back in uh, 2003, no, you didn't have to. I think now you do. I think yeah. It's way different. It's a way wow. different set of rules than it was. So it's not like well, it's not like hey, cool, I'm gonna go get my my uh, secondary or my primary uh, education. Now you have to go primary. Okay, now what yeah. classification we want to do? Science, want to do history or whatever, and you go from there, right? Yeah, you gotta take a lot of tests now these days. Wow. I think I took two or three tests to really? be uh, certified. Uh-huh. I think nowadays you gotta take a test for almost each subject. Really? Yeah, so. That is crazy. So, yeah, yeah times are definitely changed. I was EC through four. I passed the generalist. Then I passed the PPR, and then I thought I was going to be ESL, so I took the ESL test, passed that, and they said, no, we need you for bilingual, so I took the bilingual. So I took four tests, but it was only because I could have taken the bilingual, and it would have covered everything. Really? That's exactly what I did. Really? C through four. Now, is it, do you get a pay difference as far as, like, the more tests you take, you you get maybe a pay increase? Like, okay, well, I'm certified this, this, that, and the other. Okay, well, we'll pay you $100 more, let's say, whatever. Is it just, like... Just depends on what county you go to. Yeah, I think like, there's different stipends that they pay you more. Mm-hmm. They'll pay you a couple thousand extra dollars more for a yeah. stipend or two. But, but yeah, that's pretty interesting. And, I, and I'm glad I'm asking this quick because that I never knew, man. To be honest with you, uh, I, I, like I said, you always think of going to school, you go to college, you get your degree in education, you take the test. Okay, well you're certified through K through six, and then six through tenth, and then you know so on and so forth. So uh, it goes from there. So you went to Pegasus. Uh, you and your basically fiance to be, yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah, we were engaged when we got to Pecos. Got to Pecos, huh? Mm-hmm. Did you have a good time in Pecos? Uh, it was all right. It was nice. Some of the people I enjoyed were mm-hmm. the people around me were great. I enjoyed them. I didn't really care for the for the, the whole town. Yeah, you know, but it was nice though. Yeah. it was nice. A lot of school spirit there. Everyone was proud of me from. Pecos, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Of school spirit. The school spirit there was was uh, definitely greater than the school spirit in Presidio. Yeah. Oh yeah. I would probably figure it out. We've always yeah, known, definitely. 
they were always considered and our Andrews one of our rivals our districts uh, back in the day when we were in the district it was a uh, you know Monahan's Fort Stockton Pecos and Sweetwater uh, were usually the big ones Big Spring but uh, uh, that's awesome man so after you got to Pecos you decided uh, to come to Andrews right yes uh, my first year in Pecos my uh, principal well the guy that became our principal here in Andrews he mm. called me and I said, dude, I just signed in Pecos. My wife, and we, I go, we can't, you know, we can't do that. You know, we just can't leave. Mm-hmm. So we stayed that one year in Pecos. And then one uh, back, I think it was like in July the next year, he called me again. He said, hey, I got the same job for you. You want to come? And we had a doubt. We're like, yeah, we'll be there. That's and actually pretty, that's pretty cool, man. I didn't even have an interview here. Really? I said, I know you. I'm going to hire you. You're going to have a conversation with the assistant superintendent. And that was it. I wasn't interviewed. Really? He just said, "Get over here." You know, you you must have been doing you must have been doing something right. Uh, whether the guy was your friend or, or yeah, even well, even a, a coworker. I worked with him. Well, he was a high school teacher in Presidio. Mm-hmm. We live in the same uh, little apartment complex. So mm-hmm. He knew who I was, and I knew who he was, but we never worked hand in hand. But he just he, uh, he just he knew I would be okay here. So yeah, yeah. Well, he considered now, my you. My wife, on the other hand, she had to. Go through an interview. Yeah. <laughs> now, we'll, uh, we'll X that out. But <laughs> we'll have to edit that in. We'll edit that out. Coco got the walk I in. I did not have to. Coco got the walk in. Right in. So <laughs> I couldn't turn you out a second time. Yeah. There's no way I could do that. Yeah. Well, that's that's actually, like I said, that's pretty cool. I mean, you, yeah. you have somebody that knows you. And, and so I think it was destiny that we were yeah. to meet, guys. That's oh, yeah. most, most definitely was destiny. Uh, I mean, let's just go ahead. Let's just let's throw the story out there. Let's just go skip ahead. He taught in Andrews, fourth grade. Blah 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 blah. <laughs> let's get to the point that everyone's to know. How is Webel and Cup of Joe? How do they know Coco Payares? Where did that come from? Well, Webel, let me tell you. I was teaching second grade, and at that time, Christy was teaching second grade yeah. at Devonia, same campus yeah. I was at. And she would always, you know, by that time we had already started playing golf. And uh, she'd come up to, oh, you play golf? Oh, my husband plays golf. And she'd just throw these hints. You should invite him. You should. It's like she was trying to get him out of the house, trying to find him some friends. I, yeah, I well, think. I work with uh, mostly females, so I really don't have any friends <laughs> at work. And I can go hang out. You, you know, at the Those time. friends, but I can't call them out and say, hey, do you want to go play golf? <laughs> Is that going to happen? So, what's the I had friends, yes. Christy yeah. was, she was basically yeah, handing I mean, like, like the whole first semester. Now it's just like, no. handing like, I'm tired of seeing my husband at the house. <laughs> you need to go out there and see if we'll play golf. Yeah, can you become friends with him? <laughs> and I was just like, thinking to myself, I was like, man, you don't force friendship. Like, you can't, like, you know, friendships happen naturally, right? Yeah. So it's just happening like that. Whole first semester happens. We get to the second semester and, uh, we're out there playing golf, and Rudy's out there, Coco's out there, Cousin Caleb's out there. I remember. And all of a sudden, we just blend in with our group. I remember. Like, let's just play together. And for some reason, you jumped in. Too. What's that? Probably beat me up, too. No, nah, I'm pretty sure you did it. <laughs> I'm sure I did. <laughs> but he jumps in my car, and we just start talking, and all of a sudden, I start realizing, okay, maybe... Maybe this might work. Yeah. Maybe this might work. And all I knew is that we definitely did not want to invite Rudy to play the next day. <laughs> <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> and so we told Coco, hey, you want to play tomorrow? And sure enough, that, and that's literally how 
the whole friendship. That's how the whole bromance started with with Coco. You know, it was just uh, just a, a little hints from from Chrissy. Never really took the initiative until we actually saw him out there with yeah. with Rudy Vegas Diaz and and uh, asked him to play, and he did. He he took the the he took the bait, and uh, him and and Theo they just became a, a relationship. Oh, they're BFFs. Oh yeah. I mean, you know, behind the curtain, it's just a complete different. Complete I mean, I would just say you got to pay double to see that kind of action. You do. You really do, man. So that that's awesome, man. You know, you come in, in, in back into Andrews and you're living your life. And then, uh, you know, you, you and your wife. Uh, and then you meet us and we become really good friends. We take a couple of great trips, man. I'm not going to lie, dude. The, the Rio Dosa trip is is one we'll, we'll never forget. <laughs> stuff. I always like, I always love reminiscing about that trip and stuff. And hopefully, Lord willing, there's more trips to come and stuff and but i know here recently and i want to hear your perspective because i i got kind of rudy's and we'll talk about his perspective you got to actually play at the tpc course in uh san antonio oh, i was like yeah man so how was that i want to go back how how, how were the first 10 hoes first 10 holes were nice yeah. well no it was uh they're off and on the, i had only eight bad holes yeah that told me hey you suck. <laughs> <laughs> one, it, you know, it, it one you, mistake and Coco's Coco's two or three mistakes. Coco's a really good golfer. I'm, I mean, he's. What would you, what's your handicap at a ten? Oh, a well, gin? No, I I play the ball down, so it's probably about eleven. But after my weekend in San Antonio, it went up a point or two. So with you, okay, and I'm gonna ask you this question because you played at Rainmaker. Oh yeah. Rainmaker mm-hmm. compared to TPC. Now, when we played Rainmaker, I mean, it really, that was, it, it, it questioned my whole ability of why I play <laughs> golf. I mean, yeah. I had, I lost my sense of direction. Mm-hmm. Not just my golf game, my sense of direction. <laughs> I could swear the, the green was going downhill. I put it to the hoe. It stopped and it rolled back to me. Not just once. Oh, no, no. Several times. <laughs> several times. So with that being said, what Coco, what is what would be your opinion on it's bet- between Rainmaker and TPC? Oh, uh, I think I know what I shot at Rainmaker. So I have to say that TPC makes Rainmaker look like a pup pup course. Really? Almost. Wow. Uh, yeah. That's enough said for because I back then I was playing lots of golf though. I'm lucky to play twice a month now. Yeah. And we'll get so, to that in a minute. Like, I'm, I'm lucky if I'm playing now. once. I play twice a month now. Back <laughs> there, I play every weekend with you Oh, yeah. Every, every weekend, weekend and sometimes during the week. But I wasn't a father yet. Yeah. yeah. So. Man. So that's what I thought about it. It was tough. It was tough. I had, it, it weared on you. After a while, you just kind of want to go home. Yeah. But I parred the 18th hole. Hey. So that made me want to come back. Yeah. And I parred that's the it. hardest hole on the course. Really? Also. So, you know, it costs crazy. That's amazing. Probably, I probably screwed up on the easiest hole. <laughs> That's the way it works. Yeah. yeah. It usually, it, you know, the guys that we talk to and stuff, they said they had a really great, uh, great uh, time going to play with you. And I'm sure they appreciate you setting that all up and stuff. Yeah, and nice. wish some of us would were able to go and stuff. And But you got to play the TPC uh, course in, in San Antonio. And this was the, the newer one, right? Because there's... It's the one where they host the Valero Open. The Valero yeah. Open. And that, we played the, we played the T-Box right up in front of the tournament so it's wow. about 6700 yards really? which is, I'll admit that's too long that's that's a long that's course, course. Yeah, really long course. Like 6100 yeah 
and yeah. everything's flat most part. So yeah. it makes Andrews look like a putt putt course. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Very basic yeah. gator golf here no. is what you're looking at. But it's still beautiful. That's awesome. Well, so you, I'm glad you got to play golf there. You're living in Andrews. You're, you're basically building your life and your career here. I mean, you yeah. met us wonderful people, and oh, yeah. uh, that's how it is. And so you and your wife uh, decide to have a baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And on the way. There you go. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. Is that podcast whoa, whoa, news? Whoa, this, is, this is breaking news breaking here, folks. News. We will break off into CNN here in just a minute. So now I'll be golfing once a month. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you had your firstborn. How, when, what, what's, what's her birthday? Her birthday is March 22nd. March 22nd, 2017. And so that makes her what? She's three years old. Three years old. Three years old. A few months. And what, is her, what is her name? Her name is Ryan Coco. Riley Coco. She's they, they, for the record, they were this close to naming her Riley Joe. Yeah. <laughs> 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 that was pretty funny. I, uh, yeah. What a complete lie. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Riley Coco. And she's the most precious little girl ever. Yeah, I never I, heard that name on a girl until mm-hmm. I met uh, Rudy and, uh, and Sarah. They both their daughters are mm-hmm. named mm-hmm. Riley. I think they may spell it a little bit And that's another one. Sarah... When they had Riley, they were that close to naming her Riley Joe, and that's a true story. <laughs> so her name is Riley is Riley Coco, and and we we call her Little Coco, and we basically after you. And I'm sure some of the listeners out there, why are they calling him Coco? What's the story behind that? My mother said when I was maybe two years old, one of my first words was Coke. I want Coke because my mom's a Cokeaholic. Really? Oh, yeah. Now we're talking about the powdery Coca-Cola. stuff. Oh, okay, Coca Cola drink. <laughs> well, I was, I was, I was kind of wondering. Is that why he moved to Marfa? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yes. So that was her. That was what she told me. Because I mean, I'm pretty sure you think about two. He's probably just Coke, Coke. Yeah. And then if he repeats it, Coke, Coke. So everybody calls me Coke. True. And that's what we know. And yeah, yeah. I've always, like, even on, on when I go into the directory for the school, it says Eric Coco Payadas. And I'm like, this guy, is yeah. this his real middle name? I mean, it's on there. And that's what's, I've never understood that. It's you my know? daughter's real middle name. And, and that's, yeah. Basically, that's what we call her every day. We don't really call her Riley. Yeah. Well, and it, that's, a, that's pretty crazy because one of the first times that your wife got to come hang out with us as a group, uh-huh. it was at Theo's house watching mm-hmm. football and, you know, barbecue and all that. We just kept calling him Coco Coco. And she was just like, why did why y'all call him? like she always called him Eric? Yeah. She always just called him Eric. Your own so. wife, right? Because my dad called him Coco. Yeah. Really? So, so your I wife never. I guess she wasn't listening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. So yeah. we know you as Coco. Your wife knows you as every good and bad name, I'm yeah, sure. But that's okay yeah. due to quarantine. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> you have your baby girl. She's three years old, and she's precious, man. I I, I catch y'all every now and then uh, going out there on the putt putt course. She loves to play with her dad, man. She likes to get out there. She does like she's to get out there. She's more in the snacks than the putting, but yeah, she likes to play. We played. Uh, we actually played about six holes together yesterday. There you go, man. There yeah. you go. And the only way to keep her going was I told her there's deer here. There's deer, like in Marfa, because in Marfa there's antelope. Ah. Uh, so the way to keep her going is a the next hole you'll see a deer. <laughs> so and she likes. Never saw a deer. She never saw it. Well, hopefully she won't hold that. She won't hold that up to you. We saw a turtle and a squirrel. That made <laughs> <laughs> turtles and squirrels right now it's, it's a made day. Yes. turtle season right now if you go to Andrews County I'm pretty sure you'll see turtles trying to lay eggs or something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. So, so. Big one, so. 
So that well, that's good, man. You get to spend time with her, uh, take her out there. So this is kind of where we're getting into the episode of what it's like uh, uh, being being a dad, being a uh, first time dad mm-hmm. uh, to a girl. And uh, Joe, Joe's a dad to uh, a girl. I have, I have two girls. I have an older one who's already in college. She's a she's a young woman now. Um, and now my my little one here, who's who's been really good listening to her iPad, and she is. Fixing to be uh, seven years old on the ninth, she is. Uh, we'll celebrate her, have her party and stuff. Actually, it's the same. She had the same birthday as my sister on July 9th, so uh, we'll have her party this week. But man, how has it been? From where, where the reason I take you on your journey is is basically from where you were born, and then you you kind of reminisce. Man, I was in college. I went to high school, graduated. I went to Presidio. I went to Pecos. Now I'm back here in Andrews, and then now I have a baby girl. Yeah. And so I kind of take you back a little bit on 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 a trip there, just to kind of reminisce. So, where you look back when you were 23, 24 years old, and then now at the age of 40, and and you, you're a dad, yeah. you know, how does that make you feel? Ooh, it's hard to say, hard to put the words in. Makes you want to make you To deserve it. <laughs> yeah? yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, man. It and it's real. It's real. And and this is what it's all about, man. Real life. Um, because I look back to myself and and where I was t- five years from now, six years from now, and I almost I always had this vision and and just to be out there, just just to throw it out there. I literally thought the world was going to end before I even would have gotten married and had a kid. You know, I I don't know yeah. why. That's just the way it is. You know. Uh, so I take you on this, on this, like I said, this, this ride, just so you can look back in your life and say, man, now I'm a dad. Mm-hmm. You know, how does that make you feel? And you're at a loss for words. Oh. Um, you get emotional about it. I get emotional about it. Mm-hmm. Joe's in the beginning stages of it. And, you know, he, he gets to see and raise a, a daughter who, you know, is, is 11, right? 11. She's 11. Yes, sir. And Lord willing, you know, within time, Maybe he'll get a, a newborn as well, or what have you. Whatever God has planned for him to to enjoy the, those baby years and stuff, and it changes a man. Oh yeah, you know it, it literally does. So I can look back on my life and say, man, what was I even thinking, or what was I even doing? Where would I be without my little one? And here, you know, I've been on furlough for for fixed to be two months now, and so it's been me and that little one, you know, just about every day. Um, yeah. And I've grown an attachment to her. She's actually grown an attachment to me. I think it's a beautiful thing. I could always be, could be a blessing. Yes, and it really yeah. could be. And yeah. I always see well, you. It is. I mean, it can be. I always see you and your daughter playing golf mm-hmm. and stuff. And I think she's absolutely attached to you. And oh, yeah. and you just love that. So, learning your daughter's traits. What do you think is? What is y'all's connection? What do you think gets? Like, if I were to look at my daughter, I, I, you know, Emory and stuff, I'd say, what, what connects us together? Well, she looks, she's almost exactly like me. I, that's what's funny because the way she jokes and just talks <laughs> and outgoing and stuff. And we can connect on any type of level. Uh, sometimes it's, it's popcorn. Anytime I'm in the kitchen and she hears something, she'll go, Daddy, what's that? Uh-huh. I'm like, it's nothing. <laughs> she's like, Daddy, what, what is that? I'm like, it's nothing. I was like, yeah. It's because she wants to share. She loves yeah. to share. I don't know why. Yeah. So that's what we kind of connect us. What would you think that you and her would connect on? What would we connect? God, it's hard to say. It's so many things. We're almost, I guess, 
man, it's hard to put into words when we connect with. I mean, we both are a lot alike in, the, in a lot of ways. Yeah. Christy will tell you that, you know. Yeah. Some, you know, some good, some bad. But uh, I don't know, it's just your daughter. Yeah. I mean, you just, there's so many ways you're connected with them. That's the truth. Uh, you know, we, she enjoys watching golf with me. She knows who Tiger Woods is. And there you go, man. She likes to sing and dance, and I'll sing and dance with her. And No, I just, there's just so many things. You just, it's just easy being a dad with her. Yeah. Makes it easy. Yeah. Makes it easy, she huh? Makes it really easy. That's, that's a blessing in itself, yeah, man. That's, yeah, and, and she is doing well, uh, you know, being three years old. And so who takes, does she have a babysitter when, when you and your wife go to work? Like during the school year, does she, does she go to daycare? Or? Yeah, it goes daycare, goes to the school daycare. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and when that was shut down, we would take turns. I work half a day and my wife worked half a day. So yeah. That's where I started to see. I mean, this is a good thing, you know, because before you know it, she'll be five years old and going to kindergarten. So yeah, we got we got an extra three months with her. Yeah. Usually, you know, when you go to work, you pick her up at five o'clock, you have dinner, bath, and four hours later, you you're putting her to go to bed. Right. And then you start the day over again. So. And I'm glad you. Now it was all day long. Yeah. All day. Long, <laughs> tea parties. Off. Yes. And I'm glad you. I'm glad you brought that up. I'm glad you brought that up because it, as far as like being able to spend more time, because it's true, man. You you remember the day they were born. I remember when when my wife went into labor, and uh, I was actually sitting at Corporate's on my tablet for work, and I couldn't go anywhere because my wife was about to be in labor, and so I get a call, and my wife's like, "I think my water broke," and so I run to the house. Um, I open up Bianca's room. I said, "Look, your mom's water broke." Um, and she's like, okay, we're kind of panicking. I was like, just calm down. She's fine. And then I go into my little boy's room who he was, I think he was only maybe 10 at the time. And, uh, I said, your mom's water, water broke. And he interrupted me. He said, well, what's that? <laughs> you know? And I'm like, well, she's going and she's going to have the baby. And so I, I remember that whole day, the whole day. And then when she came out, you know, I was crying the whole time. I remember it was a beautiful thing. Um, and you don't ever forget those days. And, but then just like now I look at it and I snap my finger and bam she's six years old and even though the COVID happened and we were forced to be home and U.S. teachers had forced to shut down and be home as well um, it, the two and the three year old because she was two at the time right because she was yeah she was yeah she was two she turned three she just had well, turned no, she had only turned three and well, these just about turning three yeah she was and if I remember this, for her, like for Emery, I remember when she was transitioning her one-year-old, two-year-old, I remember when she was three and four, that's when her like real personality was able to show because she could, she could communicate a little bit more and do stuff. And so you got, you got to see things that you would never think you get to see. And so I'm sure that, you know, that's always a special thing for a dad to see something, yeah, to see something, you know, like that. And it's very touching, man. Um, you know, something that you always want to experience, but... So you, you got to spend all this time with her, you know, and she turned three years old. Um, she's continuing to grow. And so now you're, we're getting into this, we can say it, this new world that we're living in, you know. Um, and as fathers, as all three of us are, uh, we're worried about, you know, the things that are fixing to happen, the things that are going to happen, um, being protective. Um, I know Joe just sent his daughter off 
to Canada. Off to Canada again, and, and I prayed for, you know, Joe and stuff, because I know the last time she went up to Canada was spring break. Yep, and she was there for seven weeks. And there for basically two months later, she finally gets to come home. You know, how hard is that? Not for Joe, but for her mom, you know? And, and so as we get ready into this new world, what crosses your mind, I mean, as far as, 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 as a dad, as Eric Coco Piatas, the father, the daddy, what crosses your mind when you're thinking about everything that's going on right now? Well, you just worry that they're going to get to live a, the same life that you got to live. Yeah. And that's, the, that's what worries me. Yeah. You think about these, uh, these kids that are graduating high school. Are they going to get to go to college? And, yeah. And get to, you know, experience that. So I think about that for my daughter, too. This is yeah. what's going to happen. Is she going to wear a mask all day long at daycare? Yeah. You know, I'm just worried about that kind of stuff. Is there going to be T-ball around two years from now? Or, you know, is, is everything we were used to going to be gone Yeah. when she comes around? And hopefully not. Maybe that's that's not going to be the case, but it makes you wonder. It makes you wonder. Uh, Especially about school. Now that we hear, you know, some schools may yeah. you know, other districts are talking about giving their kids the option of going online or mm-hmm. going every other day to school. Every other, you know, it's just, it makes you wonder what kind of, what kind of education you're going to get. You know, she's still three years from there, but still, you just never know what's going to happen. Yeah. yeah. Can't take it for granted. And that's for sure. You, you really can. And, and I'm with you on that. Even as a father, in, in, my, in my view, in my, my opinion, in my view, as a protective father, I mean, ever since Emory was born, I've always been protective of her ever. And I always told her, daddy's always going to be here right here watching you make sure you're okay. If she steps wrong to the left, and I know there's a chair there, <laughs> I'm, my senses are heightened. And, and my wife will look at me or my kids are like, well, what are you doing? I'm like... I'm watching our daughter so she doesn't get hurt. She's like, oh. I'm like, why aren't you doing this? She's like, well, this is my third kid. You know, I'm like, well, it doesn't matter. I was still like, with my son, I'm still like that, you know, and he's 15. With my oldest, I'm very protective of my oldest still. I know she's old enough where she's going to, now she has to make her own decisions, but if something were to happen, I'm still going to be on her butt if it's bad or I'm still going to be on her butt if it's good, but I'm still going to be very protective of her, you know, and, and so it's it's tough, and now with, you know, the whole new world thing that's going on right now. I mean, yeah, you look at it back, man, you can't go outside and play in the dirt like you that's, used to. That's a great point there. Well, we were talking about how, how you are with your kids. What kind of father would you say you are? Are you uh, dumb on them and, like, you're going to follow everything I say or are you going to be more of a looser parent? I mean, what have you been so far right now? What do you see yourself being as she ages? Uh, as she ages into those teenage years when she starts to bring a boy to the house? Because I already told Emma... You bring the boy to the house, me and the boys are going to be there with shotguns. I'm just you right now. They, may be not, they may not be loaded, but he's yeah. not going to know that. Yeah. I mean, it's, that's a good question. Uh, right now, I'd probably say her mom's the one that's a little more firmer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's daddy's girl. Yeah. Uh, once in a while, you know, we, of course, got to get out of her, but I don't, you know, I just, just got to let him, I've always told myself, I'm going to let her do what, what makes her happy. You know, I'm not going to push her into anything, you know. If she wants to play sports, that's fine. We'll, we'll encourage her to do it, but if, you know, she, if she don't want to play golf and she wants to play football, we'll, you know, we'll support her. Let, yeah. let her play football. You know, yes. I, mean? I know. Hopefully she plays golf. Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Good scholarships in golf, I'm telling you. Golf. Hopefully she plays golf. As long as she's happy. I always tell Christy, as long as she's happy. Yeah. As long as she does what she wants to do. Say so that, that's, that's really yeah. good. That's a good yeah. thing. Because my dad raised me, you know, he really did. He never uh, tried to push me into one direction yeah. just make sure you do good in school and you be respectful to 
to others and you know yeah so what I can do really so I've been I've been really blessed too with with a father like that who's kind of just you know whatever I'm happy with and you do you do what makes you happy mm-hmm. um, and and supports me as, as well as my mom and stuff so that's always I've always had a loving dad and and I know it's tough out there and a lot of I mean nowadays we could say there's a lot of kids out there that don't have a father yeah. um, and you just said that you know with uh, earlier when you were talking about being a teacher oh yeah. Um, yeah. And sometimes even being a teacher, a male figure as yourself, you, you almost have to be a dad in some sense to some of those kids. And hopefully that they'll take that. And I'm sure some of them have, man. Yeah. Who's to say maybe another 10 years or 20 years from now, you run into one. You're like, hey, man, you know what? You inspired me when you were little. You cared for me more than anybody or anybody that I had in my family. And I really appreciate that. Now I got a degree and stuff like that. And, yeah. and then that's going to make you feel pretty good for yourself. But you also hope for that for your child as well. Oh. Definitely, man. So, what is little Coco into right now? What's her favorite thing? Uh, what does she trolls. like? Trolls. 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 We've seen trolls probably already ten times the last two weeks. <laughs> well, if I start trolls. seeing you sing the songs, I do ver- sing them. They're my phone. Ver- okay, well, there you- there's some good songs. That's real life dad. That's real life dadism. <laughs> I'm gonna call that a dadism. <laughs> Call that a dadism when you have the songs on your phone. Yeah, well, you have to. I have an 11 year old, and so she made me watch My Little Pony. <laughs> She's like, Do you want to be my dad or not? Like, All right, I'll step in. Let's go. I said one episode, ended up watching two, but I catch myself watching a lot of the stuff that she enjoys. Yes. I mean, just, we have that Disney Plus, Netflix, I mean, all that stuff. Our TV, if it's on, it's definitely. PG, mm-hmm. uh, maybe PG thirteen if we're really there with yeah. her to yeah. like, limit the stuff. But, but yeah. So, um, what is what are some of the things? What what can you see her her personality? What is it that you? What are you starting to see? Like Webel said, at, at three Ooh. years old, he started seeing Emery's personality. What are you What are you trying to see now out of Coco? I know you said she's like you. Very pers- oh, she's very persistent. She's a lot like her mom. Yeah. Oh, in that in that essence, right? right? Yeah. Now is that a, is that a negative or is that a positive? Oh, it's. It's positive. <laughs> Good answer. Good answer. Good answer. Especially if your wife Everything is listening. Everything can be negative at some point. Yeah. You know, on a situation. You know, she's like, well, she, she wants to get dressed by herself. She wants to do everything really? by herself. She wants to put her shoes on by herself. She you seems know. like she's pretty independent. She's very yeah. independent. Oh, yeah. Very independent. She loves to read. Uh, loves to learn. Yeah. So I think she's going to be... Probably shouldn't be a pretty good student. Well, I, I would I would suspect yeah. I mean mom's a teacher, dad's a teacher. You would suspect, you know, the oh, yeah. outcome is gonna be really well. You know, I, I, I was a rocket scientist and so Emery over here, you know, she has the brains of what I have. <laughs> and uh, but you look at you look <laughs> I'll pray for you tonight. <laughs> you look at little Coco and you know, see the things that she plays with, she's into trolls and, and that's always yeah. a good thing. You always see because and we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. The, a lot of these kids that we see nowadays, I mean, it was always there in the back, but this is more prominent because we voice it out more. We see little girls playing with boys, boy toys. We see boys playing with little girl toys and, and vice versa. And then it, you kind of get a sense of if they're going to be a real girly girl yeah. or if they're going to be, you know, a tomboyish or, or what have you. Yeah. So... You know, I've always seen little Coco, you know, she's always, she's a girly girl to me. She's so precious and she wants to do everything. An independent woman, that's what I see her doing. And that's, that's a really good thing nowadays, um, which means you're raising her up to be strong, um, which is a really, really good thing nowadays. 
So, how about this question? What are some things that you are taking back from your from your life, whether it was when you the way your dad raised you, your mom raised you, or how you were as a teenager with young ladies, or or as a young adult? Mm-hmm. How is that molding you into how you're going to raise her? Well, that's a good question. I, and the reason I say that is because, like I tell Gladys, I said one of the most important things for me in our relationship and with Emma is that I want Emma to to see what a man should treat her like. Oh, no, that's exactly what I was going to say. Oh, no, that's, that's, you know, I think everything we we pick up is learned from somebody else. So uh, if she sees me being good, then, you know, to her mom and to herself, then, you know, one day she'll be uh, gravitated towards someone like that as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that, I think oh, that's something that's, that's always yeah, as dads no. with girls. I mean, because... We know how we are in the golf course. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're talking, we're machismos. And not, not so much like sex is machismos, but we're just like alpha males. We're always yeah. like throwing each other. But all of a sudden, you see each other with each other's kids. Mm-hmm. Like when I see you, like you may be out here and just talking trash with Vito. And then all of a sudden, your daughter shows up. You're just like a teddy bear. And yeah. the same thing with Webo, you know. And so. Uh, you got you to gotta show her what, what, a, uh, what a gentleman or, and a man uh, looks like and sounds like and so that one day when they're at that age, they, they're gravitated towards somebody. And you, you, yeah, you definitely. Like you envision yourself. You, know, you may not be perfect, you know, but. That is so huge. And, and yeah. you definitely want to want to push that and stuff because, you know, there is a lot of, a lot of days, there's a lot of uh, stupid people out there, a lot of stupid men. Uh, they don't catch that. They act out, you know, and, and start yelling at their wife or throw a backhand at them and. And believe it or not, when I worked at the behavioral health hospital, um, it is, I'm, I've seen it uh, with a four-year-old boy. Uh, and I can tell this story just because it's on a podcast and it's raw. But the uh, four-year-old, uh, he had turned five and uh, talking with him. And the, the only thing that he remembers, uh, he would tell me that he wanted to get the teacher's fingers and break them off and watch them bleed. And I never understood why a five-year-old would tell me that. And then he started telling me about how he remembered his mom throwing him in the closet. And he would open up the closet and he would see the mom's boyfriend throw punches and beat her. And he would see blood on the wall at five years old. And so this kid obviously needed help because he sees this and he thinks it's fine. And he would act out ferociously. But was it his fault? No, it was uh, the so-called man of the house who didn't treat his wife correctly, and that's what happens. So it is very, very key. Uh, I think uh, with the love of uh, Jesus Christ, man, and, and God, you definitely got to love your little ones, whether it's a little girl or a little boy and stuff, and teach them the right way so we can get better around in this world that we live in today. So let's, bring it, let's kind of start bringing it back all together. Small town Marfa, small town Presidio, small town Alpine. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a yeah. college, it's a university, yeah. but it's still a small town. Oh, yeah. Small town Pecos, small town Andrews. So, did you always plan on raising your child in a small town? No, not at all. No, we, we actually have talks about maybe going to El Paso one day. So, not at all. No, it just writes us where my... It's where every, every decision I made is taking me to a small town. Yeah. And I'm happy with it. I love Andrews. But uh, maybe one day we'll have to leave, I think. Yeah. Just to be closer to family and 
Because most of your family now lives in, in El Paso. Because that's where yeah, I'm Chrissy's. Yeah, my in-laws are all in El Paso. And my family's in Abilene, uh, San Angelo, Marfa, and Corpus Christi, and McKinney. Everyone's just, you know, scattered around. Yeah. So, so no, I mean, I like small towns, but I think we'll probably, one day we'll probably retire and, from a bigger city. And yeah. Coco will probably go to school in a bigger city. And that, that's kind of scary. Yeah. I, know, I don't know anything about a big city. Yeah. It's always been a small town. Yeah. 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 We talk about it. We just got to wait for things to... Kind of filter through and make sure it's the right, yeah. right one. Yeah. So I guess the big news is now is, is that you just kind of threw it out there. Uh, your wife's pregnant, man. Yeah, number two on the way. Number two number on the two, way. Uh, I believe it's December 13th. Really? So that, so that means I can't ha- play golf at the... At, uh, I'm kind of worried what's going to happen area, if we if I end up having a if we end up having a newborn or anything what's going to happen with my golf game because yeah. I've only played once since I've been married. <laughs> I was going to play golf on uh, December the twelfth at, at the Marriott at the yeah. TPC. No, you and you were. No, you, you got to cancel that. We're not going to travel. Man. Well, you were there for the first one. I mean, can you miss the second one? I mean, fifty fifty and any other eight any other place. Hey, you're like, good. babe, I was there for the yeah, first for one. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. That's but, right. You know, at this point, I may not even be allowed in the living room. Oh, Who yeah. knows? I couldn't go to the first autograph. Oh, yeah. Wow. That's tough. That, that is tough. That's tough. So, yeah, so talk about that. What's that been like? Like, firstborn, I'm pretty sure you were there for everything. Oh, yeah. And I'm pretty sure you were nervous about every aspect. You were, like, mm-hmm. catching every detail that the doctor was saying. What's it like now? Now with COVID-19, you're not even able to go with it. No, I'm not. i got to take, i got I got to listen to everything we watch television. Hey, have you thought about FaceTiming? It's a good idea. Yeah. I thought about that. But, but, I don't know if the doctor will allow that. Who knows? It's good. It's yeah, I mean, just, I'm just throwing it out there. I never thought about that. Just have her place the phone somewhere so she doesn't have to be holding it. That way she can just focus. But yeah. just put it it's a good idea. I may have to do that next time. I mean, technology because. now. But So what do you... What do you think that's going to be like once we bring in the, a different variable, the, uh, the newborn? What, is baby Coco ready for her, for, for brother or sister? Have y'all uh, mentioned it? Oh, yeah, she's okay. ready. She's okay. ready. She gives the baby hugs now. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, I don't know what it's going to be like. It's going to be, I've, I've heard you're never a parent until you really have two. <laughs> so we're going to find out that's true. Uh, <laughs> Exciting. I don't know. Exciting. But I'm looking forward to it. It's yeah. Be, uh, it, was fun with, it was fun with Coco. I'm sure it'll be as just as fun with the second one. And you're going to be happy, I'm yeah. assuming. So with it's a little girl as well. We know it's a little girl, so. Wow. Oh, so, so we know. We know it's two a little girl. Girls. Two little girls. So you're definitely be a girl. You're going to be outnumbered. Estrogen is going to be... No. I mean, let's... Let, we had, we had uh, Emar two episodes ago. Big, bulky man, strong. Coco isn't big, bulky. I mean... No, I can't. Yeah. I would love to look like Emar. Yeah, you just can't. Emar hits the ball three hundred. It's not in my jeans. Yeah, Emar hits the ball three hundred yards. But he can't make a three footer though. But he can't make I mean, a three footer. Yeah. You hit it one eighty five, but you can make a four footer. One eighty five. I can carry it one. Can, can have you ever seen okay. him carry it one eighty five? Okay, with the wind one ninety five. Okay, <laughs> with nah, the he wind one ninety five. Two fifteen. Yeah. Um, what's that gonna be like? I mean, like. We're all men here, right? We all think about when we think about children. What do we? What do we all start about? Oh, the boy, this and that. And obviously, now that I'm with, I have Emma. You know, me, if me and Gladys start talking about kids or whatever possibilities. I mean, when I was younger, in my twenties, it was always, oh, when I have the boy, when I have a boy. And now I'm like, man, if it's a girl, this is what we're gonna do. This is what we're gonna do. I mean, what's that gonna be like for you now that you're gonna have 
three women in three the house. Women. Have you thought about it? I mean, have you oh, yeah. <laughs> thought about it? Yeah, I. It's gonna be outnumbered. It's gonna be. I mean, think about it. Whenever you princess on princess shown on TV. <laughs> 24-7. I mean, think, think about this. Whenever he's going to go out and eat, he's going to ask Christy, what do you want to go eat? I don't care. He's going to turn around, what do you want to eat, baby Coco? I don't care. And then you ask the baby, what do you want to go eat? I don't care. And you drive up to Taco Villa, and they're all three. Now, we don't want Taco Villa. <laughs> or you drive up to, to wherever. I don't want that. Like, the indecisions in your life are going to be full. It's going to be. It's, uh, it's going to be interesting. Yeah. I can tell you now. because I, I, I the more thought about having a uh, paper, too. Well, and oh days. yeah, it's it's nuts because it's the college will be four years apart, you know. So uh, you think about that kind of stuff, you know. They'll be four years apart, uh, you know, graduating high school more or less. So. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you think about wow, we're gonna have two weddings to pay for. Yeah, that's that's what I was saying because when two, I two, I remember two, looking two, at the sonogram when she was there and like that, these little things like that. And they're not they're not deal breakers by any means, but. You think about it. <laughs> well, I, that was my first thought. When I was there at the sonogram with Emery, and, and they were showing her and if it was going to be a boy or girl, and they focused in, and she was actually we were underneath. She was actually sitting on the camera, you could say, and the, and the nurse says, oh, it, there's a hamburger right there. And I'm like, oh, great, it's a girl. And right then, immediately, my cost went from 150 to 450k <laughs> like instantly that's the only thing that i was thinking i'm like oh my gosh i'm going to pay for it yeah. it is true you know and that's what i've been told yes yes well you can i mean and, I, and do you feel it's true do you feel it's true uh you know i don't never really i don't know there's more expenses yeah you know you start thinking about you know two daycare bills that's different but with Coco, we really felt like it was a whole bunch more more expensive, you know what I mean? I don't know. I guess maybe I you didn't have something to compare yeah, it to. Yeah, now when you have two, it's going to be different. Now, do, okay, I'll put it to you this way. I'll put it to you this way. When you're out shopping and you see something that's girly or, you know, Coco says, hey, daddy, can I get this or whatever, that's, do you fight it? Just get it. Just get it. Right now, just get it. That's why, that's why the girls are more expensive. Because if it was a little boy... Now, you're okay. You don't need it. Yeah, you don't need it. I mean, I don't know if you were like this way as a teacher, but when I was a teacher, for some reason, I found myself stricter with the boys. And, you know, I give them some leeway, but usually it was like a little bit of leeway and boom, you know, okay, I'm disciplining you here. Usually when it was a little girl, I usually gave like a lot more leeway. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, do you find yourself, that's why maybe Christy is the more of the disciplinarian right now, is because, like you said, you, she's daddy's little girl. Does oh. she have you wrapped around her feet? Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Yeah. And she knows Easy. it. Easy. Little Coco knows Easy. it. Emery knows it. Not even a discussion. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's what, I think that's one why the little, they're so much more expensive, because I'm like, I don't even, I'll go, Emery has, I can't tell you how many pairs of shoes she has. And she'll wear this, the same Crocs she's been wearing the same for the past three weeks because she likes them and they slip on easy. But mm-hmm. if I go to the store and I say, oh, man, it's two shoes. I'll end up buying them. There's 40 bucks. Uh, there's another pair, pair of shoes. Oh, oh, yeah, there's tw- those are cute. Those tw- and I get home and I got three pairs of shoes and they're like, why did you buy those? I already have the same color. I'm like, well, I thought they were cute. you know. Like, the-? And so whose fault is it that they have so many shoes? It's mine. It wasn't the little girl's fault. It was mine. Bought her four pairs without her mom even knowing yeah. last week. See? Yeah, like, well, oh, I like let's point that out there, though. Coco is pretty fashionable. <laughs> he's, let's throw he's it out there. Probably the best dressed man I've ever seen. I, I mean, by far. Like, like, can you describe what he's wearing right now? You know, I, my eyes can't really take it. It's so glorious right now. Uh, but it's uh, 
I mean, it's like a floral Hawaiian shirt. And they're not just normal shorts. These are, mind you, I can't wear the nine inch short no, shorts are, anymore. These are eight inches. The, oh, they're eight inches. Because I, I have to usually go down on my knees. The shorts I'm wearing right now go a little bit past my knees. And these are like. I definitely have to go beyond my knees. But these are like the 1970s shorts here with, with the Hawaiian shirt. You know what I imagine? Or not imagine, you know what I can compare it to? Not basketball shorts, but the length of Remember the 70s and 80s basketball shorts? Yes. That's definitely. And he's rocking it. And he always rocks it. I mean, he, he comes up to the golf course when he's wearing pants with no socks, showing ankle. The Caprice. I mean, and it's just like, how do you pull that off? Hey. How do you put? And he does. I'm like, you see him, and he's like, oh, it's Coco. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm known to be wearing the colorful pants and everything, and that's that's good. But I mean, Coco does the the whole complete outfit. He, he's still rocking the Jordans. He's got to keep a piece of his manhood on. So he rocks the Jordans. He's rocking the Jordans right now. I had these when I was ten years old. They came back out with them again last month. See, he's a big Jordan fan. Big Jordan I like shoes. Jordan. I like Jordan better. He like. Oh. That's another. That's, that's another. another. That's another. This is this is it. The but daddy. He makes better, but he makes better shoes. Though. Yeah. True. So Coco does have a good set, uh, sense of fashion and stuff. So that his girls are gonna appreciate that. Oh, most. That's what I'm saying. Like she, he said, he came home with four pairs of, of shoes for her. I'm not surprised at all. Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah. when we first met Coco, we thought that Christy literally dressed him. Yeah. I that's mean, the truth. And no, he dresses himself. I'm proud of you. That's one thing that she told me about him when she goes, "Oh no." He loves buying clothes. Like she said, <laughs> oh yeah, he loves buying clothes. He buys more clothes than I do. Now can you? True. Yeah. True. Now I'll be buying less. Now yeah. you're buying less. No, you'll still be buying more clothes, but it won't be for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that is the truth. Mm-hmm. Oh man, that's gonna be so exciting. So you have three, and mind you, I, I have three girls. I could swear you, if I didn't have my my boy Bobish. I don't know, my I would be so twisted right now because then you get to the. You get to the grown-up part where they start becoming more ladies and the periods come and then that is not fun. That is not fun. Let me tell you. Well, when the mom and the daughter are on, it's <laughs> it's not fun. I can tell you that. So, oh, yeah. You did think about no, that? No, I haven't. No, oh, you haven't. No, well, there it is. There it is. So you always three, come to the Web of a Cup of Joe podcast yeah, you, and you learn something. Enjoy yeah. something. Enjoy the three because anywhere between 10 and 13 years of age, that's where it's going to stay. 10? Yeah. It's, now, what do, you, what do you have planned now? You got pretty much the month of July before y'all get back. What, uh, what do you, like you said, usually you're, when you're at school and you're teaching, it's get home, dinner, shower, time for bed. So you got one more month where you get to spend because next summer it won't be just you and Coco anymore. Mm-hmm. There'll be another baby there. Yeah. So what what are you what are you gonna try to treasure these last few months where it's just gonna be just y'all two? You know what what do you what do you what can you see yourself or what would some what is something you'd like to do that you can be able to remember fifteen years now, twenty years from well, now? Well, yesterday was the first day I took over the golf cart on the, on the golf course. So I told my wife, I was like, we'll be doing more of this 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 next month. Uh, that's something, you know, something like that for sure. And just, I guess, what I always do, just make sure I'm there every night at bedtime for her story and her prayers and make sure I'm there in the morning when she wakes up, you know, because she's already looking for something to eat. Yeah. <laughs> she wants to get dressed. That's the truth. Just make sure that I'm there. Just make sure that I'm there in the morning and night. Uh, and, you know, we, we were going to take a little mini vacation to Great Wolf Lodge, mm-hmm. but with all this going on, you know. Yeah. We canceled that, but uh, we're gonna have two good weeks just by ourselves because Christy will be going back to school for her uh, dyslexia. 
mm-hmm. uh, license. So we're going to have two weeks, 10 days, or it's just being me and Coco. Wow. So probably lots of breakfast at El Potrillo. There you go. She likes those Mickey Mouse pancakes and probably be on the golf course probably. Yeah. Quite a bit. That'll yeah, be fun. Yeah. We go to the pool. That'll definitely be fun. We go to the pool. She's learning to swim. So we'll be doing a lot of stuff like that. Yeah. Because yeah, this will be our last, like I said, this will be our last summer. Just Yeah. Just us two. Exciting. That's the truth. Now she'll have to share me. And I don't know how she... How, yeah, that's going to be interesting. We're going to have to bring you back when that happens. <laughs> I don't know how she's going to do with when she has to share me. Last weekend, I had my little cousin over. Uh-oh. And I was holding him and uh, she says, Dad... <laughs> really? Yep. There you go. Little, little signs. Jealousy. Little yeah. signs of jealousy right there. Little, and it happens. And it happens. That's oh, yeah. just the way it is. But, you know, you, you teach them and yeah. you still love them the same. And yeah. you're, you're still going to be her daddy, her number one daddy. That's for sure. So, but anyways, uh, Coco Man, we appreciate you coming on board and stuff. And, and thank you for sharing what you do and stuff. And thank you for your, your being a teacher here at uh, Andrews ISD and stuff. Uh, it's a blessing. I, a lot of kids. They, it's a blessing to be at Andrews ISD. Yeah, a lot, a lot of the kids love you, man. I'm not gonna lie. I've heard, you know, on and off and stuff from kids and everything. Uh, I know uh, Theo loves you. Uh, he told me to tell you specifically how yeah. much he does care about you. Okay. Uh, he misses you on that course and really? hopes that you can uh, ride That's in true. his golf cart. Yeah, uh, Chachi can, Chachi can verify for that. So uh, we definitely appreciate it. So with. At the end of our podcast, what we like to, to do is just give you the, the few minutes and stuff of uh, just the last words, man. Anything you want to say, uh, put out there. Uh, just to give your last note, just as if uh, we were Dr. Phil and he's given his last uh, I mean, last say. So, How about we do this one? How about you give some advice out there to our listeners who are maybe coming dads for the first time to girls or just yeah. – or, or if you just want to leave a – what do you want to – a message to your daughter or to your yeah. future daughter or anything? I mean, is it, the mic is yours. Yeah, just uh... – you know, for new, new parents, just, you know, be patient and, and enjoy it because it, it, I mean, she's only three years old, but uh, I can see what's already flying by pretty fast. So you got to sit back and enjoy it and, and uh, be there as much as possible. You know, that means you can't play golf every week. You know, <laughs> you get two rounds in. Yeah. It's, you know, it's what you got to do. You got to make sure you're there. Uh, try to be there every bedtime when it's time for story and Try to be there in the morning when she's there and just uh, take it all in. That's for sure. That's take the truth. All in, yeah. That is the truth. Don't, don't take it for granted. And, uh, and just be lucky that that you have what you have. That's all I really can say about that when it comes to being a parent of a little girl. <laughs> yes. Coco, we appreciate you. And, and hopefully one day uh, when you do get to play more golf, uh, Coco will be there playing with all of us, uh, playing it, teeing it up and stuff. We hope for that day. And, and uh, it'll come up quick, man. Just blink yes. your eyes twice and let's tell you. She may be the first female yeah. APGA member. <laughs> Could be. Could be. Could be. <laughs> Mr. Coco Biotis, thank you so much, brother. Hey, man. I really enjoyed it. I, I love having you on board. Yeah, and I, fun, I love having you as a friend. Uh, you're a good man. Uh, we, I know we kid a lot and stuff on, on text messages, what it's all about. And that's just your men's humor out there. So, folks. Thank you for tuning in. Episode 5 of Webble with a Cup of Joe here uh, with Mr. Eric Cocopayatis talking about uh, his small town Marfa, small town Presidio, small town Alpine. Oh, he wants to shout out to Rudy Vegas Diaz out there as well. So, and Sandusky. I know Sandusky asked about you quite a bit, so definitely shout out to Sandusky and San Antonio for a whole weekend. Okay, so you had enough for him. For We're good. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so tune in, folks. We appreciate you coming in. Weather with a cup of Joe signing out. Joe? 
Hey, make sure to always follow us on Facebook, Instagram. We got our Twitter account. Subscribe and follow us on uh, Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Thank you, guys. Thank you.